0: You are listening to Everything Yoga, Everywhere Yoga, a podcast designed to explore yoga philosophy and psychology, moving beyond the mat and into the world. How can we connect mindfulness and psychology and apply them to everyday life? My name is Jen, I'm your host, a world-traveling yoga instructor, mental health and business consultant, and the founder of Connect Home Yoga. Every week on the podcast, we'll be exploring different topics and self-coaching techniques. We will also occasionally be welcoming brilliant guests from around the world to discuss with us. So join me as we wander the heart, the mind, and the world on this podcast, wherever you are on your journey, I'll meet you there. Hi everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Everything Yoga, Everywhere Yoga, I'm very, very, very happy to be joining you today and connecting with you today. As we have taken a couple of weeks off, and for this reason, uh, you know, it's been it's been a while, and so I just wanted to give a couple updates uh, without you know dwelling too much on any of that. But um, essentially, uh, we made it to Croatia a couple of weeks ago, so now we're in Croatia. We're in uh, we're on the island of Vis, which is where we live now, and uh, yeah, we got here two Sundays ago. And it's been absolutely amazing. Uh, this past weekend, we also celebrated Father's Day and Thomas's birthday on Sunday. So that was really fun and had a really nice time all in all. Um, so that was all great. Uh, otherwise, um, I know that the situation is different everywhere right now with COVID. And there's a lot going on. And I know how difficult it's been. I was in London for the entirety of that. Uh, well, over the first few months, anyway, the three months or so. And it was definitely difficult. It was definitely uh Challenge, it was definitely a challenge. So, wherever you are right now, and whatever situation you're in with COVID, I hope that you're keeping well and you're keeping your spirits up and that you're staying safe, you and your loved ones. So, I just wanted to say that. Um, obviously, there's been a lot going on in general in the world, as always, and uh. Yeah, we're just really grateful to, to be here and to be able to enjoy this time. And so we have some work to do on the house. We're very excited for that. Uh, we've already started doing some work on it. And we're really excited for the plans that we have to finish the house finally. Um, and it's so exciting because we want to be able to like rent the place out in, in not too long. And we want to be able, I mean, not this year, but next year. And we want to be able to, to potentially host yoga retreats here and do all kinds of really fun things. So... So finishing the house and doing all the things is really important to us right now. Thomas especially is working a lot on the garden and he has some great plans for the garden that we have. And uh, this is, for those of you who've been following me on Instagram, this is where you can see a lot of the fig trees and the olive trees and the plants that we have and the herbs and uh, the flowers and this and that. So we're trying to really grow that and add some new things, like we want to add some more lavender, we want to add some chamomile, we're going to be adding a bunch of herbs and we're going to be adding Several vegetables, which is very exciting. So most of them are going to come next month And some other ones are going to take a couple more months and then we're planting uh, uh, Lemon trees and orange trees and those are going to take a couple of years actually, so It's gonna be a fun adventure (laughs) For all of that to come along Otherwise, uh, yeah, it's been nice and smooth and easygoing here. Both of us have taken some time off and just to enjoy and uh, and regroup and now we're here and I'm ready to jump back in and to do all the different things. So we have a, a lot of exciting stuff coming up. I have a collab that I'm doing with a, a friend of mine that's coming early autumn. She's been on the show before. I'm not going to say anything more than that. And, uh, and uh, we're going to talk about that in the in the months and the weeks to come. So that's that. Then, of course, uh, we're going to have the new opening date for the Yoga Business Balance membership. We're going to have another opening date where you can join the community and take part in all of the things we also have the Connect Home Yoga community, which is free. We meet once a month uh, on Zoom and we talk about all the podcast content and all kinds of other interesting things. We explore different topics. You ask questions, I answer. We all ask, we all answer. It's really, really fun. We chat. It's great. And then, of course, you can always join the private Facebook group that we have, which is a bit more specific. It's called Succeed, uh, well, Set Boundaries and Succeed After Narcissistic Abuse. You can always join that one. Uh, Like I said, obviously, it's a bit more specific and it's definitely geared toward helping women well set boundaries and succeed after having suffered from narcissistic abuse. So we have all of those things happening as per usual. I'm still taking some private clients on right now, be it for yoga and meditation or for mental health consultations and even for business consultations. Um, If you're looking for more branding, marketing, that type of thing in more detail or different packages, then Luna Creatives is where you need to find me. Uh, me and my team will help you with your business and, uh, you know, artistic and business goals. So, evalunacreative.com, you can find us there. We're still taking on some clients for uh, branding packages and website packages, launching packages, marketing collateral, of course, and marketing uh, services that we have like, you know, social media marketing and strategy and management and all of that fun stuff. (sighs) Okay, so that's all of that. Today, we are talking about Satya and people-pleasing. So yogis out there, you might know that we have yamas and niyamas in yoga. Those of you who are not yogis, uh, you might not know this, but we do have yamas and niyamas in yoga. And they're kind of our ethical considerations and internal observations and sort of like, um, I mean, I've heard people call them a code of conduct or ethical... Codes of conduct. I just like to think that think of them as yeah ethical considerations and into internal uh, personal observations and considerations. So they're the way that you connect with yourself and the way that you connect with the world around you. Um, and there are five yamas and five niyamas. And today we are talking about satya, which is truthfulness. And truthfulness is I mean in this particular context it might not be as um, as uh, straightforward as you might think. Okay, so it can be, of course, being honest always. And of course, it's about being truthful and, uh, you know, honoring yourself and honoring the person that you're talking to. But it's also about the kind of truth that you're conveying when you are expressing yourself. So this is one of the five yamas. So we have five yamas, five niyamas. And so this is going to be your internal observation when it comes to how you are truthful with yourself and others. So for example, when we're talking about truthfulness, okay, or satya with people pleasing, the reason why I've made this parallel or this uh, discussion in particular is because, excuse me, Sometimes when we are not sure how to handle a situation and we end up uh, sacrificing or compromising our own values or our own uh, boundaries even, then it's hard to be truthful and it's hard to, of course, honor yourself and ultimately the other person. So if you're in a situation where you feel like you have to say a certain thing or be a certain way in order to keep the peace or to not anger anyone or to not agitate or cause any confrontation or conflict then often, in those situations, you feel forced to do something that might not be in alignment with your values. And when you're doing something that is not in alignment with your values, it can't actually be truthful. It cannot actually be satya. Because satya is meant to be truth. And so truth has to come from what you actually feel and what you actually mean. And in fact, it has been said that the truthfulness cannot come from thoughts that are not nonviolent in spirit. So this is what is said around this concept of satya in yoga and in Sanskrit. Um, and in this philosophy is that things that are non-harming, and this is ahimsa, non-harming, non-violent, thoughts cannot actually be truthful if they are not thoughts that are non-violent in spirit. So with this in mind, if we take this thought, if we take this philosophy and we employ that to uh, establish what might be truthful to us and how we can express ourselves in that way, then we have to think, what is non-harming? Well, non-harming is non-harming of others, but it's also non-harming of yourself, right? And so this is why we talk about being careful with the way that we talk to ourselves, Being careful about the dialogue that we have with ourselves and the thoughts that we create inside our minds, because they will dictate the emotions that we have, of course, and then our actions. So if our thoughts are always negative thoughts, be they about others or ourselves, then our emotions will be negative and harmful, really, to ourselves and potentially others. And as such, so will our actions be, again, toward ourselves and or others. Ultimately, what's going to happen is that we have a set of negative patterns and destructive patterns and unhealthy patterns that disrupt our peace and potentially the peace of others. And nobody deserves that, right? It's not up to us to decide what someone deserves or what their fate should be or what should happen. It isn't up to us as much as we sometimes wish it were. But what is up to us is how we act as people, again, not only for others, but for ourselves. And from that creation of thought, so any space that you hold for yourself that you create, if it's born in negativity and pain uh, or bitterness or jealousy or anger uh, or sadness, um, what's going to happen is that then anything that comes from that space is going to be tainted with that color or that emotion or that that uh, sentiment, right? in in the end. And that will be what manifests when we act and so this is why they say things like mean people do mean things and they're mean because they're hurt and that's why they hurt other people so on and so forth it's because really what ends up happening is that there's so much darkness we'll call it for the sake of this episode there's so much darkness and so much pain yeah that then that's all that exists that's the only energy that exists or it's the 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 dominant energy that exists And so this person is now tainted with all of this. And so every aspect of this person becomes tainted with this pain. And then all the actions that they pose are tainted with that same pain. And then they hurt others. And so... again, pardon me, it can be difficult to see that behind the pain that people cause is pain that has been caused. It's hard to see that because we instinctively just feel defensive or we feel angry or we feel upset and sad and, um, you know, angry with this person who's been hurting us. And so we don't see that there's more to it than that. But often there is that pain that comes before. Not always, but there is that pain that comes before. And this is in no way to say that we're excusing these people's behavior. These are not excuses. They're, you know, but they give you some background into what it really means to be in pain and to cause pain. When we keep this in mind, this is how we can practice compassion. This is how we can practice love and kindness. It's not really by by saying these people are not guilty or guilty, and um, and you know what they did was wrong or not wrong, or they did this to me, therefore, it, it's exactly that. it's it's actually to take all of those sentences and turn them into something different. It's about, yes, okay, these pers these people have done, something bad but there's something behind it that caused this and so it's not up to me to deal with all of that and sort through all of that that is their story that is their karma if you will my thing here my journey here is to deal with what interaction I had with this person and what happened there and see what I need to do so that I can heal so that I don't have to live with resentment anymore or pain or anger or sadness and all of that and so yes it's about the other person and there's there's some work to be done there but a lot of it at the end comes back to you. And the reason for this and the reason for this is that we always have to remember that obviously we experience life through our lens, through our experiences, through our senses. And so whatever we want to create in our lives has to come from us. And again, I just really, really want to stress that I'm not saying that people should not be held accountable for their actions and that they should not be held responsible and that there should be no consequences to people's negative actions. You know, in fact, I, I, I'm i saying the opposite, actually. I, I don't think that that has, you know, that, that, yeah, that has no bearing on the point that I'm making for this episode. But I definitely believe that there should be repercussions to, to all actions, good and bad. And I think that, yeah, those things should happen. And sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. My point is that that is not our role. So you cannot control people, you cannot control what will happen to them. That is not your responsibility. And in fact, the more you try to do those things, the more you will cause pain and harm to yourself. Because your actions will not be actions of non-harming or actions of truth. They will be actions of revenge or of anger or of pain. And it's really, really hard to... Coach with this, and it's really hard to go through this because you feel so in pain sometimes with the things that happen, and something can be so unjust. And then you figure, Well, but why can't I make this right? Why can't I do the thing that will make this better? Well, the truth is, those things will not make you better. They will not make you better. Unfortunately, the idea, and we've talked about this in the past. The idea of plotting revenge brings way more satisfaction than actually exacting any of it. Okay? It's that idea of gaining control over a situation again that is what we enjoy. That's what sends a rush to our brains. And then we think, oh, yes, this has to be it. But actually, when you've tried to set that out and make it happen, you don't really benefit much from it. It's not really something that's long term beneficial for you. It just isn't. And so this applies to, say, this is the same thing that applies to people who do mean things constantly, you know, you think they get that big rush of satisfaction at the beginning and they probably get a lot of it when planning what they're going to be doing, but then as soon as it's done, trust me, it, it vanishes as soon as it, as fast as it came. Easy come, easy go. Which is why they're never sati- satiated. It's because they always have to do it more and more and more. And the same will apply to you if you start trying to find fulfillment from the outside things. It will just never be enough. And so you need to decide, do you want to take the pain that they've caused that came from them and perpetuate that pattern and do the same things and cause more pain, be it to others or to yourself or both? The answer should be no, if you really want to be at peace, if you really want to be happy. And if you must, you know, and if you want to, look back at previous episodes, listen, tune in to uh, the, my episode on closure and revenge or my episode on forgiveness and why it's important or... So many, so many, so many, so many episodes <laughs> about this kind of work. But we cannot be driven by ego when we're making these decisions. We cannot. Because whilst the ego is there to protect us, it can't be the driving force behind our existence. It just cannot be. Not in order for us to have a balance and for us to do the things that might not always be instinctive. Right? Sometimes it's instinctive to kind of give in to ego and to be very defensive or to just kind of re- react to something and be very impulsive. But actually the goal is to find that balance and to find those boundaries that you set in place with yourself and of course with other people in your life and choose a path of response rather than a path of reaction when you're dealing with people. And so that's the most important thing. So if someone did something wrong to you or something mean, of course the instinct is to be like, oh my God, that was super shitty. Pardon my French. (laughs) Sorry, I speak French. I don't know why I say that, but (laughs) I know that it's a joke with people when they when they, when they swear, they say, pardon my French, but I always feel like it sounds weird when I say it because I actually speak French. So anyway, um, but yeah, so if someone does something mean to you, um, you're not just going to be like, oh, well, that was awful. I feel like crap. You're a terrible person. Here's my comeback. You know, like you, you can do. And I think when we're younger, we maybe do that because things are more small scale and we're children and we're learning, but as an adult, like that can't be, the best reaction. I mean, that to me, when I when I think about it, it's is never the right reaction. It's never something that I think of doing. And sure, I've had moments where I kind of just answered back and thought, well, no, that makes absolutely no sense and I've said something back. But, but typically, I've not said anything and I've been like definitely grateful in the end that I didn't say anything because I just in that moment didn't have my reply and it just didn't seem worth engaging, really, um, so I just didn't say anything. But then when I have something to say, I do say it. Um, but but this doesn't mean that I didn't struggle with things in the other extreme, right? So whilst I didn't necessarily answer back a lot or say anything in the moment, I often just kind of let things slide because I wasn't really too connected to it. But then later on, when I was reevaluating my relationships with people, um, I kind of was like, oh, well, that's really unhealthy. That was quite hurtful. Like, that's not the kind of relationship that I want to be in. Those are not the dynamics that I want to be Uh, Engaging, And I I don't want that. So why is that happening? And so I investigated further and I realized that actually there were no boundaries uh, in this relationship. And there was no mutual respect. I mean, there was no sense of, oh, I shouldn't say that, right? People just said whatever they wanted. And I just kind of let it slide because I figured, well, I mean, I just didn't really care much in the moment. I was just like, okay, well, whatever. But then as I started to do my boundary work and kind of realizing what I wanted and what I deserved in my life, I realized really quickly that, you know... If we are really meant to be friends or meant to be close in whatever relationship we have, be it you know cousins or sisters or brother and sister or parent and child or friends or boyfriend and girlfriend, whatever it is, then there has to be a, a, a respect. And it doesn't mean that you know we can't have that now. Oh, we totally can. But it has to come with a level of self-awareness and a level of, of sensitivity and respect for the other, right? A mutual respect and a mutual trust. Trust for trust, you know, and so when I when I spotted that in my relationships with my family or with certain members of my family, that's when I thought, oh my goodness, so that had been that way for so long, and whilst that was okay for me then, it just wasn't okay for me now. And so I had to make some pretty intense changes. Like I had to make some pretty hard decisions. And well, they weren't really hard at the end when I made them because it just it felt right. So it wasn't really hard. But I mean, the work to get through over the last couple of years to for me to finally think, you know what? No, I don't need this actually, and I'm not going to put up with this. I've done my part. I've done my best, and there's nothing else here. And so the words that I spoke were non-harming, and what to me, I was practicing satya because I was being truthful and I was not harming myself anymore. I was not putting myself in harm's way anymore. I was thinking to myself, but the only way for this to be beneficial for anybody is for me to state my boundaries right now and for me to perhaps, well, sever these ties. Essentially, that's what it felt like for me. And frankly, when I think of these people now, I think I did it. I think I did it as both a service, to be honest. They obviously didn't enjoy me that much, which is why they treated me poorly, and I don't need that behavior in my life and don't want it in my life. And I, and so I think that by doing that and by standing up for myself in that way and just thinking, okay, well, I don't need this, I'm just going to end this, that was the best thing. And don't get me wrong, like I didn't say anything to them, the relationship just kind of ended and I just stopped engaging and it just sort of ended. Now, if ever things change, uh, I'm perfectly open to, to different considerations and to, you know, to a new future. But right now, as it stands, they obviously don't want me in their lives. I don't want them in mine. And that is what it is. And no one gets hurt. We're being honest about it and we move on. But there was no hurt in that. You know, there was no pain in that. It was kind of just well it is what it is now I think the pain was more caused before and the pain was more felt before and now we can just be honest with ourselves and each other in some way shape or form and just let it go so that to me was practicing satya in those situations and I don't always know the right answer I mean I think we try in life to try to be as true to ourselves as we can be and as respectful of ourselves and others as we can be but it's not always easy of course it's difficult to figure out what exactly the right balance is, you know, but that's the journey of life. That's the part that is tricky. And so I always believe that boundaries are the best because boundaries create balance, right? Because boundaries are set in place so that you can hold space for yourself and love yourself and honor yourself and also do the same for the other person. And so even though I don't speak with these people anymore, and even though, you know, it's not like it's a positive relationship, quote unquote, um, I still hold space for them in that I understand that they obviously were not happy in whatever dynamic it was, you know, uh, I can say, oh, but they were always so mean. And they always said hurtful things. And, you know, I, I left because they're terrible. And I don't need that. Um, but that's not how I see it. Uh, I do see it as them having been treating me poorly. Um, but I also see some other conflicts there. And I also see some feelings that they must obviously have. And, um, you know, and that's that's how they feel. That's their reality. That's their story. And I want to respect that. And I think that if that's how they feel, and that's how they've been acting, that then I should also be like, well, you know what, then I'm going to act the way I feel. And the best that I can feel right now is that maybe this relationship isn't serving either of us. And so uh, I think we're finished here. And that's what I think is, I I think the best for that situation for me and those people, that was the best that I could do. Okay, and so this is obviously not the same for everyone. And of course, when I'm helping my clients with this, every situation varies. But for me, in that moment with those people, and I still feel the same way now, that was the decision that I had made. Yeah, and so to me, when I tried to practice satya, I tried to think to myself, okay, well, I want to be truthful and I want to be honest, and I don't want to entertain a relationship that i do not feel is in alignment with me i also do not want to entertain a relationship where i'm not being my truest self and i don't want to be in a relationship with that other person doesn't feel like they're being their truest self i don't want that to be a relationship at all and so i think this is the best way to to end this i also think that keeping ahimsa in your mind all the time non-harming non-violence is important because you're not doing anything to harm another you're just doing something to not harm yourself as well and to I think, for the long term benefit of the two now again, deciding whether or not these people are just bad or mean or you know incorrigible or whether it was just that they were intolerable or that they were awful people and that I did nothing wrong or whatever, you know we can go in our heads forever about figuring out what who did what and who said what and what happened how, and right, like everyone feels justified in what they do. And that's, and that's just part of life as well. Um, but I think what you need to do is focus on yourself. I truly believe that. I think that you will drive yourself mad at crazy if you're always thinking, "Yeah, but they were actually wrong. Like I didn't do anything. It was them. It's like, okay, that may be true. That may very well be true. And, and I know I've been in situations where I literally do not remember ever being rude to anyone or mean to anyone yet. There was bullying going on and it was one-sided for, for a long, long time. And I just thought to myself, my goodness, like, why do you hate me so much? But hey, maybe they feel justified in why they hate me so much. Another reason yet to to just end this, you know? Like, why are we even entertaining this? Why were they even entertaining this relationship? If they hated me so much or they had such a problem, why were they talking to me? Why were they trying to have, you know, like, what was it that they were gaining from this? You know, they obviously had some kind of, I don't know, vendetta or like this unresolved thing or, you know, whatever it was that was their story. They obviously felt a need to kind of engage in this. But then eventually, as I changed and started to set my boundaries and started to kind of step into myself, well, the relationship sort of sort of changed, right? And they were like, oh, well, that's different. and And so things just naturally changed. And then in the end, I was just like, well... <laughs> that's it you know pretty much I just kind of made that decision and uh and and, and I'm sure that they're, they're, they're happy with that too you know it's it's uh, you know and if ever there's anything of course I will always be there to listen but it's again not up to me to do that part and as much as you can understand and be compassionate towards someone's pain or towards what you think might be someone's trouble well it's still not up to you to 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 do all the work and to do all the accountability and all the healing for them unfortunately, As individuals, we need to do that for ourselves. So um, I've talked about this on the show before, when I had that breakup after five years with this person. I mean, I could have easily been like, but you did this and you did this and you did this and that was so unhealthy and that was so terrible or whatever. But instead, actually, I never even thought of doing that. I I was so focused on the fact that I needed to grieve this relationship and I needed to grieve the love that was now gone uh, and had ended, and uh, what to do with all that energy, you know, and then all of the things, of course, that were painful, what what, what to do with all of that, and and kind of grieve all the things, and grieve everything, really, that, that happened, and all the, the future that we had planned together. So when things end like that in this particular situation with me and this person, mm, kind of not so simply, and not so... Um, typically i guess could be a word um it there's a lot to kind of unpack and to handle but never did i think to myself oh i'm going to blame this person i'm going to do this i'm going to do that because oh my god they did this they did that i mean i didn't even have the capacity of my heart at that point to think like that i i just was so consumed with my uh grief and my having to come to terms with a, a love lost uh and 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 the pain and mm, saying goodbye to a possible future and saying goodbye to something that had been for so many formative years of my life. And, and and you know, and the way it had ended as well, it wasn't just this thing of like, we don't love each other anymore, or whatever. It was just sort of a, um, kind of a tragic sort of ending, to be honest, and uh, very complex in a way, um, but also quite simple. So, it, it, you know, it was all, it was a, a lot of things. But the best thing I ever did for myself was really just focus on my journey and focus on what I needed to do to be able to Uh, move forward from that and heal and it took me a while but i did i I did it because i was focused and determined and committed to myself Mm, i was committed to the journey i was committed to the process i needed to do it i needed to uh grieve and i needed to heal (laughs) so i did uh, and it was the best thing. I swear to God, to this day, I can remember the, the, all the five years and all the ups and downs and 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 then the, the, the time after that. And just how incredibly grateful I am to myself for, for sticking that out and for doing that and for being so strong. And I don't even know how. <laughs> I don't even know how I did that. Um, but, but, but obviously, you know, it was meant to be part of my life. It was meant to be part of my experiences. And I was meant to get that done I was I was meant to experience all of that and live it and now it's a part of me and uh, I always believe that all the things that we go through all the relationships that we have uh, all the good moments the bad moments they're all part of us and our human experience They're our tapestry I really believe that and so I think that's a beautiful beautiful thing and in fact every little part of your life should be something that you're proud of. Even the parts that you think, Oh my God, cringe. Like, I hate that. Like that's so embarrassing or, Oh my God, that was so awful and and hard. I I think those things should all be embraced. And you know, if possible, you can have a nice laugh, especially at the cringe stuff, right? Like, (laughs) I think we all have some cringe things that we can laugh at and be like, Oh my God, do you remember when I did that? (laughs) And you can laugh at that. And, um, I think that's the best thing to be honest. Um, but yeah, sometimes it's also not always so funny. And so in those moments, you just kind of, you know, find a different avenue. But you should always, always embrace all the parts of you. And again, Satya, I think that also applies to how you honor yourself in all of your experiences. When you get cringy, for example, let's start with the cringe stuff. Your your first reflex is to be like, oh, ew, that was so cringy. Like, I don't want to think about that. Like, that was so awful. Or you can be like, well, let's be honest right now. This was weird. I feel embarrassed and ashamed about that because of this, this, this. And then actually, when you unpack it, you realize that there's a lot less to be embarrassed and ashamed of than you think there is. And then when you're honest with yourself and you kind of just show up for yourself and, you know, you encourage yourself and allow yourself to live out loud and just be all the crazy and be all the things and just be all the everything so that you can exist and you can enjoy your life and thinking of the past experiences that you've had in your life, that can be really refreshing and really healing. Uh, and cathartic for you and then for the harder things it's also about admitting that those things were hard it's also about admitting and being honest with yourself that that you know that that was a difficult time and every now and then when you think about certain things it's it's not easy and 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 that's okay it doesn't mean that you're not over it quote-unquote i don't even like that expression like oh you're obviously not over it it's like well what does that even mean like i i, I know what it means you know in the way that we say it, i guess colloquially but What does it really mean? Well, I guess you're not over that yet. It's like, as in what? Like, as in I'm supposed to think it's totally okay now? Or as if, what? Because I can still have an opinion about something and not be hurt by it anymore. Those are not the same things. Like, they're really not the same things. So I'm a firm believer that you should be honest with yourself about things. When it's difficult, it's difficult. And when sometimes, you know, you thought you let it go and then it sneaks up on you again, that's okay. That's okay. Okay. You know, that's part of the human experience. That's part of your life. It's part of you, and you're going to have triggers every now and then, but that's the point, is that then how are you going to use that healing experience that you had and that life experience that you had and, and, and use it now so that you don't revert back and so that you can actually put into practice the things that you've learned along the way? I think it's great when you're re-triggered it doesn't feel great, but it's a great opportunity to, to reinforce that healing and reinforce those lessons. I think, it's, I think it's brilliant. And I had one recently, actually, and I thought to myself, oh, my God, I remember that. That was so crappy. <laughs> I remember thinking, oh, my God, yeah, yeah, that, that was, I remember that time. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, that was special. That was, that was something. And I thought, ew, why is this here now? You know, <laughs> And I was like, oh, no, 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 I don't want this to be here now. And then I said, okay, well, let's be real. It's here. So what are you going to do about it? You're going to deny it and, and brush over it and just be like, oh, let go, let go. Or am I going to be like, well, you're here now. Let's see what's up. Let's welcome you. Let's talk about it. Let's figure out what's going on here. And then we can let go. But you can't possibly practice non-attachment and let go of something if you don't know what you're letting go of. You can't simply, simply label something negative thought and then just expect that it's just going to go away. Sometimes that can happen. And if that happens, then brilliant, you know, Um, sometimes it's just a question of, you know, not letting it into your headspace because it's just a thought or it's just something that isn't really serving you. But sometimes negative thoughts can serve you, not as they are, but from what they can teach you, that can serve you. So don't necessarily just say, oh, that's a that's a nasty thought. Let me just let that go. I think that's another way of being truthful with yourself and also another way of balancing being truthful and practicing non-harming. How can you be honest with yourself and, and explore something that might not necessarily be pleasant but also not be a martyr or you know, sabotage yourself or hurt yourself and punish yourself because of something. So for example, if you're getting a thought of a, you know, if you're getting triggered about something or a memory or something that happened and you're thinking, oh my God, why am I thinking about this? Like it happened, it happened, it doesn't matter, like let it go. Sometimes it's just a question of like, that's the lesson. You learn to selectively think or you you basically select your thoughts and you just figure well this is just a thought passing just like clouds pass this is a thought and I'm going to use this technique and just let things slide let that thought slide past the way clouds pass that is a meditation technique as well that I use with my students just thoughts happen they pass but sometimes it's really kind of haunting you or it's really like gnawing at you a little bit. You're thinking, okay, okay, what is this? <laughs> you know, and and maybe there's something that you need to work there. You know, it, it can't necessarily always be that it's a passing cloud. So when you're meditating and when you're doing the things to center yourself, I think that you should, yes, use the cloud technique and whatever. But if there's something really in your heart, I believe that there are some other techniques to sort through that. And we've talked a little bit about them, um, but one of them is the RAIN meditation. Recognize, accept, investigate with kindness and non-attachment. There are different ways to work through these things, but I definitely believe that you owe it to yourself to be honest and investigate, kindly, of course, with non-judgment, what is going on inside of you and why and what it is doing there to teach you in that moment. What is the lesson here right now? Rather than seeing it some kind of linear thing like but I thought we sorted this out why is it here again it's like well well, life is not that linear right it's here there's a reason it's here what can you learn now what can the you today teach you from this moment doesn't matter that it's it feels like it's coming from the past this is a new thing with a new you because every day is new what can you learn in this moment with these feelings and these emotions how can you sort through them and then okay you can let them go but I think being honest with yourself is about accepting that things will happen and just not letting yourself down and not letting yourself be afraid and just you know connect to the emotions connect to the thoughts before you simply ride them off because if you know if there's something to explore you owe it to yourself to explore it simple as that and in other times you know maybe it is really just a question of you uh, overthinking something or you fearing something that hasn't happened yet um, but I really believe that even in those moments without dwelling on what it is that we're afraid of, even though it hasn't happened yet, it is worth exploring why we're afraid of that. So for example, if you were thinking, oh, but then this might happen and that might happen and that might happen, absolutely you should focus on the fact that nothing has happened now. And so for the sake of this present moment and your peace right now, you are allowed to be in peace. Because right now, this moment only exists exists as this moment. But now, if you want to unpack your fears or your worries, then you can unpack that separately and be like, this is why I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of this, this, this. And then from there you figure, okay, well, why? And what can I do to realize that this has not even happened yet? It may never happen. And so how can I set myself up for a maintenance of peace now? Okay, so it's okay to be prepared for things. It's okay to factor things in, but not to the point where it disrupts your current peace when nothing has actually happened. That makes no sense. Right. If we always lived like that, my God, we'd be scared of everything all the time. Right. Um, And I and I, you know, I completely can relate to that as well. I've had moments in my life where I've been so worried about all kinds of things and it was just unbearable. You know, it's just okay. So and I've talked about that as well on my episode of uh, anxiety and panic attacks. (laughs) We've talked about that. But um, yeah. So just being truthful with yourself and so not going one way or another or having some kind of blueprint for Yes, this has to be explored, that has to be explored, or this has to be said, that has not to be said. It's not so black and white. It's not so simple. That's why it takes time. That's why it takes learning. That's why it takes experimentation. That's why it takes exploring, and that's why it takes a, a self-awareness and an honoring of self in order to make the decisions that you make and to learn as you go, in a way, right? Of course. It's the human experience. So, to sum up, <laughs> to sum up, we use truthfulness and I think, Ahimsa uh, um, together to see what we do and to see what we we can do to make sure that in our truthfulness we are actually coming from a place of non-harming so that truthfulness is not well, I feel angry now, therefore whatever mean thing I say is satya because, well, I'm angry and so this is the truth. I really do believe that satya and Ahimsa have to work together because we never want to tell a truth and have it come from a place that is not of non-harming and have it come from a place that is that is mean or or hurtful because that just amplifies pain in ourselves and it and it causes pain to others and that is not what we want to be doing and so when you think of tying satya to people pleasing and to all of these things again it's people pleasing not just for the people that you're dealing with but it's also for yourself it's also avoiding going toward the path the, the path of least resistance Okay. So often we figure that the path of least resistance is ideal. So we do the people pleasing thing. We just say whatever people want to hear. We do whatever sounds good to us. We do whatever gives us instant gratification. We do and say whatever appeases others. That's what happens. So that's why now I'm tying all of the things in to people pleasing. Because Now that you've understood Satya and Ahimsa and how to find the balance there and how to kind of work in some boundary work and maybe even consider some ego work into what is the driving force behind the decisions that you make, you can understand now that when you're dealing with people and you're just giving in to the path of least resistance, you're not being truthful to yourself or to the other person. And ultimately, these things can end up piling on and create resentment. And the same thing for someone else. If someone else is constantly being mean to you because they resent you for something, or because they're jealous of you for something, but they never express whatever issue they have with you, whatever it might be, doesn't matter, then they're just going to end up resenting you for something that you don't even know you're doing, or for that you might not even be doing. But they just have this this issue and they're not expressing it. Okay. And so it's not as simple as, oh, I did something or I didn't do something or they did something or they didn't do something. No, you, you have to talk about these things. If something is inside of you and you feel like, OK, I think I'm starting to resent this person because I'm just not speaking my truth and they're just going about living their lives. Well, you need to tell them that you're starting to resent them because you've not been honest with them uh, for whatever reason. And now you want to be honest with them. And this is not about placing blame. Please, you know, we take responsibility for our own actions. But if you explain to the person, listen, I honestly, I've been saying this, but I, I, I didn't feel it. I didn't mean it. But I was just, I was afraid to tell you because I didn't want to cause conflict. I didn't want to complicate things. But actually, this is how I feel. You'll find that often, it's not as bad as you think. The person is going to be like, oh, I had no idea. Go figure. They had no idea, and you weren't saying a thing. And in the end you come to a compromise, you come to a conclusion that is beneficial for everyone and that respects everyone's boundaries. Oftentimes that is exactly what happens, which is why boundaries are actually put in place for good. They're there for good and they're going to be there to help you actually create more intimacy in your relationships. And then other times they're going to sever some ties, but if they sever those ties it's because that relationship was never meant to be healthy. It was never healthy and there were no intentions of making it healthy from from the other end. Like if your intention was to make it healthy by expressing your boundaries and expressing your truth, but it wasn't received well and you were no longer welcome with your truth and there was no room for negotiation or for, you know, conversation or for some kind of anything, well then that relationship was never going to be more than it was. And in that case, you did yourself a service by ending it. It was never going to be more. And you owe it to yourself to not be in relationships that don't serve you. Because then they're probably not serving that person either. At most, they're serving their ego. Or their, or their vendettas, or their dramas. But they're not serving them, really. And they also deserve to find people and relationships that serve them. But that's their story to sort out. You have your story to live. You have your existence to, 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 to live. So do that. And always remember to be truthful and to not harm, not yourself and not others. Okay, well, that's it for me this week. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so glad to be connecting with you again. As always, if you have any questions, please reach out to me anytime you want. All the details are in the show notes. Until next time, namaste.